The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Chat room, I'm working on getting in there. I totally forgot to set up the computer. Ron told me I'm getting old, and uh, so I forgot to set up the computer, but I'm on my phone uh, just in it so I can do it, but I will uh, get the computer going. In the meantime, we have a great show for you guys today. We have the fabulously talented Tony Moore coming on the show again. We love him. Everybody loves him, and we also have uh, up-and-coming singer-songwriter Alexis Morero. It's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Who's suffering terribly. The winds are blowing in the Coachella Valley in Palm Springs like you cannot believe. It's like Arabia. And the fine dust, the, see, the, what happens is the sand spins around and it makes itself into fine dust. That fine dust goes in our nose, in our mouth, and in our eyes. Look at my eyes. I'm about to sneeze. I can't stand this dust anymore. I really am done with the desert. I am so over the desert. I cannot wait to get back to Long Island, which is surrounded by ocean and, and water. It'll be so nice to breathe in salt air instead of desert sand. I don't really believe that the desert was meant for anyone to live in. I honestly don't believe it. it I mean, it's all over. It's not just Palm Springs. It's Palm Desert, Rancho Mirage, all over. The whole Coachella Valley is just one big windstorm. In fact, they have plows out plowing the sand off the roads like they do back east when it snows. And I found that very curious because all the white sand is right over the road. You can't drive. These are certain roads down here. They closed them. The other day, all these roads were closed because the wind was so bad. My daughter, Deirdre, who has a fairly new car, got caught in the uh, sandstorm and her finish on her car got dull now because the sand acts as sandpaper and it spins around the car and the windshield. So it'll pit your windshield and your auto. Speaking of autos, dreadful what's in the news about the Tesla. The Tesla's auto, auto drive is killing more people and the, their cars are exploding now when they crash. So please, please don't use your auto drive on any of the cars that you have. I'm and glad we didn't get it. I'm glad we didn't get it either. <laughs> but you know what? I'm worried because other people have it and they could crash into us. So it's very dangerous. They're not perfected yet. They pull to the right, I believe, is what they said. Uh, don't use it. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. It's safer for you, for me, and for everybody. Those are my words of the day. 
We want to give a shout out too to Cindy Lady Lake. Thank you for all your promotion. Uh, Cindy Diadamo is also known as Lady Lake Music around the world as a phenomenal. How come music she's promoter. Lady Lake? Was she like in the lake? That's the name of her business, Lady Lake Music. But where did she get Lake from? Veronica no. Lake. I mean, where did Lake know. come from? I ask her. I have to know. Lady Lake, where, why why aren't you like Lady Pond or, <laughs> or, Lady, or Lady River or Lady Ocean or Lady Swamp? Why are you Lady Lake? I have to know. Yeah, I can't get into this other chat room, so it'll be funny to see. So I must know. The Inquirer wants to know. So also, you guys, anybody who likes werewolf stuff, next year Ron and I are doing a werewolf movie. Uh, it's called Dog Moon, and so I'm watching. Uh, as I'm working in the office, I'm watching all kinds of werewolf stuff, and if you guys see uh, Wolfpack, Wolfpack on Paramount Plus, the TV series, it was really good, and I'm going to watch Teen Wolf next. Um, yeah, but I don't play a werewolf. No, you don't play a werewolf. I wanted to play, I play a cop, right? I know, but we're also doing what a vampire one, and you'll get to play a vampire. Well, I'm starring in, I'm star No, a different one. Two, uh, two, two vampire, vampire ones, yes. I'm starring, folks. Me, a star. I'm starring in a movie called O Negative, and I play a vampire, but a gay vampire who has a daughter. And it's a very interesting script. It's full of fantasy. I love the script. If it goes the way the script is, and the, oh, the director is great. The director is Jennifer James, and she's fabulous. So if it's done the way it's, it's written, it's going to be a great movie. I love it. Also, so Cindy said that she came up with the name Lady Lake Music. It's from a book called Miss of Avalon, and had the Lady of the Lake who ruled Avalon. So she's Lady Lake. And B. Oh. Claudia just joined us from Germany. Hey, B. How's your, how's your Water and your damp. Terrible. She's terrible. And all your flooding. I mean, it's <laughs> awful. But like I wrote, you know, there is a tomorrow and it's better. So don't live in yesterday or today. You know, if you're stepping in shit, step out of it, as I always say. So and, she's trying. You know, it's awful what's happened, but there's a there's a there's a sunny day coming and there's all kinds of great stuff ahead for you. Absolutely. So don't be. let this throw you for a loop, sweetie pie. Love I you. never do. You know, I have so much crap thrown at me. I never let it get me. If I did, I would I, look at Donald Trump. I mean, that man is incredible what he's going through. I, I think anybody else would have committed suicide or dropped dead. I couldn't go through that hatred that he has from all over the world. I mean, the world hates him. The media did a good job of that. Um, read my post today on Facebook. I wrote something very interesting about other presidents that we've had that were far worse than Trump will ever be. Uh, and I'm not sticking up for Trump. I'm not going there. I'm just saying I feel sorry for the guy. Uh, all he wanted to do was, was to help make us better, I guess. In his mind, he firmly believes that what he does is great. And for that, you're, you're being victimized. And I don't think that's fair. I think he should go on his merry way and leave politics and go enjoy all his money Mar-a-Lago, his beautiful wife, and his handsome son. Uh, life is very short, Mr. Trump. Don't waste it with this bullshit. If they hate you, fuck them. Just go. Go about your business. That's what I would do. I would certainly not stick around for more and more and more and more. No. 
you know, he's as I wrote, he made a mark already. He he set the pace for other Republicans. So if Trump doesn't run for office, it's okay. The other ones that are going to run for office are going to follow what Trump believes in, because the Republicans believe so strongly in what they think, and the Democrats believe strongly in what they think. Um, I believe in both, because there's good and bad in both. If we could only get the Democrats and the Republicans together to do the good stuff, boy, would we be a powerful country instead of fighting at each other, saying terrible things about each other. I mean, it's ridiculous. Years ago, everybody was a Republican, Democrat, nobody gave a damn. All right, let's quit the Republican-Democrat stuff. No, I mean, ben, Russell, ben Russell was a super-duper Republican. I never, I never judged her on it. You know, I loved her. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? All right, guys, I'm trying to get in on a regular computer. Get in on a regular computer. Let's say B. Claudia has joined us from Georgia. I mean, from Germany, Yeah, from Georgia. You went to Georgia. Let me do a quick little commercial thing. We want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. You can hear us on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube. Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. We're also on a bunch more. and um, uh, But those are the main different ones. And what I think we're going to do, so Tony Moore is, is, is backstage. We're going to bring him on in a second. I think uh, we'll open up with doing a song because I've got two different videos we're going to play with him. Um, so before, since he's not supposed to come on for five minutes, we're going to play uh, a song that he sent us to play. It's called On My Own. This is Tony Moore. So enjoy. enjoy. No, it's not that one. <laughs> All right, everybody, so check this out. We're going to play On My Own by Tony Moore. When we come back, we'll have him live. Something that you gotta share I feel strength Lift me high And I'm closer to you But what can I do? I don't wanna say goodbye And I try I try to be me Without you, you see And I try
That was Tony Moore. The name of the song was On My Own, and now we're going to bring him in. It's a good song. Say hello. It's a great song. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Ron. Good to see you. Let me tell my glasses. Oh, I see you better now. (laughs) Listen, was that shot in New York and green screen? Are you green screened? Uh, Well, the video was shot in London, but and right now I'm in London, but uh, the background is New York. The background is Soho, he said, yeah. Oh, the background. Well, so you, right you now it? it is, but in the video, it was London. Oh, shit. Oh, so you did it on green screen? No, no, no. I, that was that was oh, a live shoot shit. in London. One camera, one one shot shoot. Oh, okay. I, I thought maybe it oh, was... Oh, it looked like Soho. <laughs> yeah, it looked like New York. It's amazing. Yeah. The world is starting to look alike, huh? <laughs> uh, so hold on. Let me so do how a, have you been? Hang on. Wait, wait. Let me do an introduction for everybody. <laughs> And I'm trying to find this on on uh, YouTube. He's getting here. old. I got to get a uh, younger one. So you guys, <laughs> now we want now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the Godfather of live music in <laughs> London, <laughs> rock star Tony Moore. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yes, we're happy good to, to have, have you back. Um, we have to hear all about what's happening since the last time. So hold on. First, before we do that, I don't have to introduce Ron because you know him, but say yeah. hi to Cindy Lake, Cindy Lady Lake, and B. Claudia in the chat room because they like love you and they're super happy to, that you're here. Absolutely. Well, B, you know, we, we've been kind of staying in touch after the last few shows. Um, and I know she's had a few challenges recently, but hi, B, sending you lots of love. And if Cindy, of course, we go back a long way. Cindy's been a, a wonderful, positive support in my life. And uh, I'm very blessed to have such wonderful people in this world that. It's, uh, take an interest and take and take care. I agree, hundred yeah, percent. They're she's, terrific. She's, you know, she's changing her name from Cindy Lady Lake to Cindy Swamp. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to have the same kind of romantic nature, does it? <laughs> I've been teasing her since we started the show about her name. I asked her where did the lake come from, and she explained how she became Cindy Lady Lake. Um. You know, we've, we've all been inspired to change our names by yeah. someone in the world. I took Jane Russell's name. My name is not Russell. My last name is different. But I love Jane since I'm 16. 
And the best part was I became her lifelong friend, best friend, buddies. Wow. By the way, they're both saying hello and thank you, and they're excited to see you, and we can find out. And I, by the way, I love that new song. I mean, just interrupt Matt, what I say. See, he has no manners. That's okay. I love that, that song, though. That's a really good song. I mean, the last every time we come on, you have at least one. I mean, I know you have a ton of new songs, but you have at least one song that's really like, because that one was really good. Thank you. I, well, to be honest, it, it's a slightly older song now, but I've been doing it in my live set, and people have just been coming, circling back to this song, going, can you play it again? And, and it, it's starting to have another little life. Um, so people have, and, you know, for me, it has a, an extra little meaning because I think that I haven't spoken to you guys for a little while now, and I, I lost my mom in July of last year. And this song is about when you lose someone you love, letting them know that you're going to be okay on your own, that you're going to shine, you're going to make them proud. Um, and just knowing that you're going to miss them, but you can carry on on your own. Absolutely. I, I tell beautiful. that to Jimmy every day. I'm a star. <laughs> I shine bright. You know, he will maybe if he follows my footsteps. <laughs> That's what your song is saying, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> well, Actually, our really song, like Jimmy. It, they it'll, like love it. It'll be our anniversary song, Jimmy. <laughs> On my own. I just love it. So it's fantastic. So life is good. Wait a second. Now, about title. Yes. Isn't that, isn't that an infringement on on my own? Are you allowed yeah. to do that? I am allowed to do that. And and here's the interesting thing: there is no copyright in title. Oh, so, really? Yeah. If you look at all of the movies out there that have got similar titles or the same titles over the years or the same same songs, lots of people have written a song called "Yesterday," and it's not the one that the Beatles wrote or Paul McCartney right. wrote. Years ago, um, you you couldn't do that. Years ago, I, I think I, you could, but I just think that it was something. Not in my actors couldn't have the same names, movie titles couldn't. Oh, it was all think, the, but the acting thing I think is, is a more practical thing, isn't it? Because if you're booking an actor and you book Ron Russell, you don't want the wrong Ron Russell turning up. You want well, you, right? You well, want the star yeah. of Ron Russell, not some yeah. there's another Ron Russell. Oh no. There is a Ron Russell, but I believe I was a Ron Russell before he was. Yes. I'm a lot older than he. He's about 60. I'm 83. So my name uh, is first. Well, on my own, like, so there's on my own Michael McDonald. There's in on my own from fame. Isn't that song called on my own? And I, I don't know. But I know that I know that my honey bunch, my sweetheart. Who's your honey bunch? Who's on my own? Who sings Michael that? McDonald. And Patty oh, LaBelle. Oh, oh, he's got the same. I, I, <laughs> I, think, I think that's one of Patty's best songs when she sings it she sings it with such emotion don't you agree that patty labelle is quite a singer oh she's astonishing she yeah. is really fabulous and we just fabulous. lost tina tina was out oh i know that's hot do you know i went and saw the oh, tina, tina musical in london uh, like a month or so before that and the musical is something that you know tina was part of initiating and being part of creating it her, her company right. and her personally and it was the most amazing musical i was I didn't think I was going to get so caught up and so moved by it because not a lot of people kind of know the real backstory and you think, oh, it's going to be like just lots of songs, which of course it is. But the the whole story is really quite gripping, quite amazing. We were all dancing at the end. It was fantastic. It's so funny because uh, I didn't even know there was a Tina Turner musical and then we were watching oh, yeah, TV yeah, last know, night and the commercial came on I last night she, for a she Tina really, Turner in she LA. She really came up from the pits. Yes. Beaten, abused, drug addict, drunk. She can't sing a note. She hasn't any talent in the music department, yet she was the most incredible entertainer in the world. Yeah. I was mesmerized by her when she performed with that gravelly voice. Couldn't hold a note. 
but was wonderful. <laughs> she just sold it. She sold herself. And she made you jump, you know? Da, 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 da. She made you go. And she will be greatly missed. Yeah. She That's already true. is. So let's, yeah. um, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, first of all, let's tell everybody a little bit about who you, like all the things you've done. Tell everybody a little bit about all the different bands that you've been in, just so they have an idea. Because I didn't know this, and I've had you on the show like five <laughs> times, and I didn't know uh, that um, that you were part of the group Radio Java with the song Fool. And I was like Googling your name and, and stuff to come up, and then I saw you on top of the pops and like yes. all this That's like huge <laughs> shit. You know, and the song went to number Must you one. Say that word. No, it's it's you, awesome. You, the song is really good. I was I, I should have saved like, it to play it, but I was afraid. Do you resent being thinking. called top of the shit? No, top of the shit. <laughs> I would no, he likes it when people say Jimmy the shit. Jimmy Star is the shit. He lost shit. I mean, <laughs> no, really, you what you wanted people to say it. So they I, I would be very offended if they said Ron Russell's a shit. I would say, excuse me. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, not. But, it's one of those strange words that's, that is so multifunctional in language, isn't it? You can say say it in so many ways, like "don't lose your." Shit. Or um, <laughs> you know what? It was done by morons. Anyone that created that saying is an idiot, as far as I'm concerned. And in the meantime, I have a Jimmy Stars is a shit video series that has like a players <laughs> on it, and I think in, it's uh, hideous <laughs> that all these famous people, Jimmy Stars is right, shit. I want to go Jimmy back. So tell us about oh. radio. Tell us a little bit because I didn't know anything about radio oh, drama. Even the song is fool. Tell us a little bit about it. So uh, I, I'll give you a, a, the, the quickest thumbnail sketch. Nineteen seventy-seven. Okay. I've just left school. I answered an advert in a music magazine to join a rock band in London because I want to move to London from Bristol, my hometown. And uh, the band turns out to be Iron Maiden. Now, they, this was Iron Maiden that wasn't famous at the time, but uh, they were looking for a keyboard player. So I joined the band and spent quite a few months with the band um, rehearsing. And we did one very uh, important gig that for me seemed like keyboards wasn't the right thing for the band. Um, and so I left the band and uh, the lineup changed a few times before they finally got the deal. But We've kind of stayed in touch, uh, different members of the band over the years, which has been really lovely. Um, then uh, I joined a band with a guy called Brian James, who'd been in The Damned, which is one of the first punk bands in the UK. Even ahead of the Sex Pistols, they had two big hit records called Neat, Neat, Neat and New Rose. And for a year, it looked like we were going to be the the, the, sh the big new thing. But, um, but that didn't work out. Um, we talked with Black Sabbath, though, which was <laughs> quite an experience. Yeah, when, when Ozzy was still in the band, <laughs> Black Sabbath, they were interesting. Wait, wait go yeah. back. They're from my day, Black Sabbath. So, so when I lived in Florida, I was a clothing designer for about twenty-five years. Again, and I made like super funky clothes, really funky right. clothes. And there was this place called the Culture Room. It's where every band went to play. It was like kind of like a small divey thing. But I, I was the opening act. I did a, a really funky, wild fashion show, and it was the opening for the Damned when the Damned. Wow, played. there you go. So. Awesome. But there's no print on it. There's no film printer. Yeah, I do. I have video of it. Oh, you have a video? Of yeah, it? I just don't put it out because I had like dildos on on drills spinning oh, around. It was really really wild. You know, uh, what? everybody in fetish but clothes. I, I have to say, <laughs> the people that do what Jimmy does with dildos on drills <laughs> are nothing. Right? Oh, yeah. You would you would think they're going to be wild and outrageous <laughs> and creative. They're nothing. They're vanilla. Now, you get somebody that's quiet like you, 
Get them in bed, and they are degenerate. They're wonderful. They're sex, they're sex fiends. Well, what are you trying to say here, Ron? <laughs> I'm trying to say, how's your love life, baby? Who we banging? Let's not go there. <laughs> we banging this way. Right, go back to the story. Go back to the story. All right. Uh, so we're we're not. We yeah. So. Up. Then I left that band for a short while, for a year or two, I joined a, a band called England that was like a version of Genesis kind of idea, very English progressive rock. And then I moved back to London, started writing songs uh, with some friends and got a deal with Career Records and got to make an album at Abbey Road. We were called Radio Java. And, uh, and, and the reason I called this Radio Java is because it just didn't sound like, well, it, it was both good and bad. Excuse me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> it was both good and bad, the name. It was good because it was just like a really random phrase. So I wanted something that, that didn't make you think of anything. It could be anything, right? We did the album, and we're just about to start releasing things. And suddenly, this is 1983, 84, all these posters go up all across London saying Radio Gaga. And it was Queen about to release Radio Gaga. And suddenly there was this real confusion between Radio Java, Radio Gaga. It, was like, it, was it wasn't a good thing for us um, PR-wise because people – didn't know what, what it was all about, and we got right. kind of lost in the shuffle. Anyway, long story short, we put out this Christmas single called Fool that I'd written when I was a teenager, and um, some DJs from Holland had been in London buying records. This is obviously well before the internet, before streaming, and where if you wanted music, you had to buy the stuff, right? right. And these DJs would come to, to London because obviously London and America were leading the world in music, as we proudly think we do but they were buying singles of british artists that they thought would be big in the u in, in europe took it back started playing it on the radio and it became so popular people ringing in and loving it that it went to the top of the what they call the tip charts which is the airplay charts right so we were being played more than anyone else so they flew us over there to do the christmas top of the pop special i think that's the video you're talking about where i've i've got yes. a, lot of make, a lot of makeup and plucked eyebrows and and hair and hair yes yeah, so <laughs> What what do you think made the Beatles so popular? Well, I mean, they were an average rock band. They really didn't do anything spectacular. What made them the number one in the world? Mm. And did you ever meet them? Uh, so um, I've met Paul briefly a couple of times. Never met any of the other Beatles. I think I think it would be fair to say that the historical story of the Beatles arriving with this fabulous young energy at the beginning of the 60s when teenagers were starting to become the dominant force at a time in America, particularly after Kennedy's assassination in November 63, where there was the mood needed some lifting. Um, and by appearing on um, the Ed Sullivan show, you, I mean, back in, that was the only program, wasn't it, back in the day? It was like, right. He, that was it, right? You, if you everywhere we watched that show, so that's like one shot at reaching almost everyone in America simultaneously. And the songs, maybe not the greatest songs in the world, but they came with an energy that's yeah. that's that well, kind of swept a generation. And Sullivan's on Sunday nights, we watch it every Sunday night now. They they re air the, them all. The right. first time I ever heard the Beatles, I was driving back to New York from Florida and I heard, I want to hold your hand. And it kept me awake, and I loved it. And I kept waiting for it to come back on the radio because I drove straight through 21 hours. So to me, I want to. I love that. Today, I want to hold your hand is a great song. Absolutely. I think they happened to hit with a, a great song one and made it everything else better. 
Yep. And that's I, it. You need, like everybody says, you need one good hit. Absolutely. Anyway, so um, so that was the radio driver thing. But unfortunately, we never got the record released in time to make the most of the airplay. So by the time January came around, you know, the, the whole Christmas hit of it had, had gone and people weren't interested in it. So I left uh, the band split up. And then a year or so later, um, my friend Colin, who I'd been in the progressive rock band England with previously, and who'd also played in Radio Java doing some of the live shows with us, he was in a band called Cutting Crew and he said, we need a keyboard player. So I joined Cutting Crew and then uh, Died in Your Arms became a massive hit um, around the world. And we, in 87, we were touring with the Bangles and Huey Lewis and the Bengals, yes. I remember. Uh, and Starship. Died in Your Arms Tonight has to be like one of the greatest like pop rock songs like ever of the la of like my lifetime. Yeah, Honestly, like one of the greatest songs like ever. Do you get to play that? Are you allowed to play that on your own, like without the band? Well, you know, I mean, I I, I do at times if, if, if people ask me to do it. It's like uh, Nick, who's the singer who wrote the song, um, obviously is, is actually right now still being cutting crew. There's a a whole new younger lineup of uh, people who probably have been in the band longer than the original lineup. But, um, uh, you know, it's a song that, that people still know because it's still played all the time, right? Wherever you wow. go in the world, yes. every now and then you're going to hear it on the radio. You'll hear it in a, in a computer game. People have been covering it and remixing it. Sure. Um, so the 80s for me, the last part of the 80s were just incredible. Um, and we, we actually did the Johnny Carson show on his birthday when David Letterman flew in to be a guest. Um, and the, the show, I think they, the ratings were like 80 million or something crazy. Um, and we were meant to do two songs, but they ran late. And as you know, it's a live, well, it was a live show. And before right. they pulled the big curtain back, this guy stuck his head around and went, we're running late, cut a song. And it was like, ah, ah. So, <laughs> we, so we didn't play Died in Your Arms, which we were going to play first. And we played Been in Love before, which was going to be the next single because we obviously wanted to promote that. But we weren't ready for it because it was meant to come after the first one. So we were set for the first one, all the settings on the keyboards, all the things we needed. And then we would have played that. That would have stopped. Then we've had a, you know, a minute or so to change things around and say a few words and then play the second one. So it was. There's video of it online, and you see we we look a little bit like we're kind of in the headlights of a car going because oh, it's live, <laughs> right? The real deal, no no backing track. Oh yeah, that's just nice. Which I I love that, and they don't do that as much anymore. But I think that's freaking fabulous. Well, Johnny Carson was famous for cutting people out, uh, and you know bringing them back. Maybe he, I mean, he'd say, "Well, they're coming back," but they never did. Yeah. My good friend Mr. Blackwell hated Johnny Carson. Oh really? Because Johnny Carson was mean. And Johnny Carson was scripted. If you went off the script, he would kill you. Ooh. And Blackwell is like me, very outspoken. You know, the 10 worst dress list. He was a very <laughs> famous designer. And right. he went off script. And Johnny Carson, after the show was over, said to him, you will never, ever be on my show again, blah, blah, blah. And Blackwell said, you know what? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and he walked out of the studio. And I love that story. Richard Blackwell told me that right. story many times at dinner. Yeah, Johnny Carson was tough. Did you find him tough? Well, to be honest, we, we didn't really get to talk to him because we were behind the curtains ready to play. And he did that thing. He'd been talking with Letterman. He had another guest. And then he did that thing where he got the, the album cover up on the desk and he put it on the desk. And now we've got um, our special guests uh, all the way from London, England, uh, Cutting Crew, uh, live on the show. 
you know. And then we went straight into the song. So we didn't, he said hello in, in makeup. But <laughs> you, never, you never got a chance to sit there and talk. To no. Him. <laughs> no, the bands never get to on any of those shows. No, sometimes, yeah, yeah. Bette Midler had a quite few people that were with bands and they sat with him. So it depended on who you were and who I he was. So. He wasn't a nice person. So what am I going to say? I never met him. <laughs> but so far from everybody I've heard from, they didn't like yeah. him. So then basically in the 90s and the early 2000s, you, how long have you been basically a solo artist? I I guess really sort of since um, about 89, 90. But I I kind of, the beginning of the 90s, I started working with this girl from Argentina called Marie-Claire Dubaldo and ended up with her having this massive hit in Italy in 1994. So we spent a lot of time there, a song called The Rhythm is Magic. And then that was successful in Latin America and Russia and Japan, but never in England or, or the USA. And towards the end of the 90s, I was frustrated because there weren't any places to be a songwriter. So at heart, you know, I'm a singer and a songwriter. That's my, my real passion. So I started a club called the Cashmere Club, just one night a week for me and other people like me that, that had original material. When in London, everybody just wanted noisy bands playing and Oasis and things like that. And it became so successful almost instantly that we were doing um, two nights a week within a couple of months. After six years of running it mainly on my credit card, uh, we were up to six <laughs> nights a week and, and just had the most incredible artists come and play. Cheryl Crow came and did a secret gig because she loved the venue. This is for like 80 to 90 people in an underground basement. You had to know there was no sign outside. You just had to know to be there. It was a, it was a it was scene. Like for the cool people. For the cool people. Well, listen, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. I hope you answer it. Are you making money or is your music being stolen? Oh, that's a good question. <clears throat> well, if it's, being, <laughs> if it's being stolen, I don't know who's stealing it. Um, but I'm making... I have I have a shopping cart of income, if that makes sense. So I make money from from lots of different lots of different little things. Some from royalties, um, some from live performances, some from programming music for other people and creating events for them. Um, so it's and writing. Right? You you well, write for other people. Right, right now, here in America, we're having a big war with these uh, people that don't want to pay for streaming. Writers are not being paid. I'm sure you're aware of the strike that yeah. we have going on in the business. How do you feel about not being paid for your music that's played and you get nothing? Well, this is a really difficult subject because it's it's a, it's a slightly new, well, it's a new and a great area of technology. So let me give you a very quick example. In the United Kingdom, every time as a writer, a song of mine is played on the radio a percentage, uh, a, a fee is, is paid um, per amount of music. So, for example, Radio 2 is the biggest radio station in the UK. Uh, it has about 8 million listeners. I'm going to make up a figure now, but it's it's a ballpark figure. They pay probably something in the region of £60 per minute of music that they play on air, right? And if a single is three minutes, that's £180. So let's call it £200 every time they play your single. Okay, and Give us a translation of two hundred pounds. Uh, well, let's well, well, let's call it two hundred dollars then. It, it, it's, it's just a it's an arbitrary figure, right? Because, no, but that's good because the, the people listen. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the fabulous singer who I love, the famous one. She she won't record anymore. Oh, Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks Stevie said. Nicks. Stevie Nicks said, "I am not recording anymore. I'm only doing concerts because every time I put out an album, they steal it." 
that's so that well, can't they protect these performers, these artists? Well, the, the, I think that once the music is in the digital domain, it's like anything; it, it, it can be um, it can be shared and can be copied very easily. However, Thanks. just to, to finish this analogy for you, every radio station pays a different amount depending on the amount of people listening. So if you've got a radio station with 10 people listening, you pay 0.0001p or one cent right, for every minute it. of music, but you've got 8 million, so you pay 60 pounds. Now, let's imagine you have a successful record. Now, let's, let's say you've just released a record and, and they play it on The Breakfast Show on Radio 2 to 8 million people, right? right. And you get paid 200 pounds and you go, oh, my God, I got one play. I got 200 pounds and 8 million people listen to it. That's incredible, right? No, and it's it not. Is. Well, it's, you know, it's one play. If they play it twice, then you get 400 pounds, you know, over if it's a hit. But but just one play, that's what you get paid. But 8 million people hear it and there's a chance that they like it. And, and maybe they'll buy Yeah, but you see, it's the sponsors that are the criminals. Because if the sponsors don't have you to bring the people into the station to hear, then they don't sell their product. So they should, in turn, give you X amount of dollars for every person that comes into the show. If 8 million people are watching and they have a way of finding that out, they should give you a percentage of what 8 million people would buy of the product. That well, would be very fair. Well, well, that, well, that would be great. But, of course, I guess well, that would be fair. You're selling their shit. You're selling their crap <laughs> that they can't unload. I like the way you think, Ron. You're thinking outside the box, which is good. No, I'm thinking it because, listen, I have movies that are out there. I don't get a penny because they're streamed. My, I have four movies, of, I think four movies right now that are out that are streaming. And not I, not Joe Kelly, not anybody that I know that I've worked with producers are getting a penny. And it's not fair. It, I mean, look, everybody. You the know. music and the film industry are actually very similar in the yeah. way that things are happening. We are really up in arms. So let him finish, it. though. Let him finish. Yeah, go ahead. We're having all the well, All I was going to say was that in the streaming world, um, if 8 million people stream your song and you get paid 200 pounds, you say, This is terrible. I've only got 200 pounds and 8 million people stream my song once. And it's, it's the same number of people who've listened to your song once, but on the radio, it feels like you've achieved something because you broadcast it to 8 million people. Right. And, and because on Spotify, 8 million people have listened and you didn't earn, and I'm just, you know, making the figures up more or less, but because nobody's buying anything in Spotify, they're just paying a, a monthly subscription to listen kind of when they want. So if someone buys your CD or someone buys your DVD of your movie, they can watch it as many times as they want after they pay 10 bucks for it or 20 bucks for it. Right. What 10 bucks? Right. Some performers are getting a dollar or 75 cents. Are we saying if you bought the movie? Oh, if you bought yeah. the movie. Yeah, if you bought the movie, then you could play it as much as you want and you never pay again. Same movie. thing with your CD. Yeah, same thing with your – Now, we have, very, we have a very, very, very dear friend of ours, and her name is Cece Penningson, yeah. and she's a singer of Finally. Yeah, she's amazing. Finally was used in the movie Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, without right. her permission. They used it without giving her a penny or her permission. This is piracy. This yep. cannot be. This is hideous. She's in some kind of a whatever with them for years fighting this. And it's sad what uh, artists are being uh, done to them. I, so, I, I think the problem is in the streaming world, it's a, it has arrived very, very quickly. We need laws. And, and the industry has created a, a mechanism where the industry itself is making good money, right? 
Right. But yeah. the artists and the creators are not making the money Correct. anymore. And this is the disconnect that well, needs to be addressed. Let's say Netflix plays one of my old movies, right? They're making money because people subscribe to Netflix. Yeah. Without my movie and everybody else's movie, they have shit. So why don't we get something for it? Ron pays $10 a month for his Spotify so he can have – I don't pay for it. Yeah, I, just I pay $10 it. a month for Spotify. <laughs> All right? Now, I don't pirate anybody's music. I really don't, honest and truly, because I, I would be a hypocrite. If I, if my friend, like your music, if I like a song, I'll go on. I'll pay the big 75 cents. 99 cents. 99 cents. <laughs> it's going to kill me, right? He doesn't pay for it. And, and out of that 99 cents, what do you get? 15 cents if you're lucky. So yeah. it's criminal. It's all criminal. We've got to do something about it. And our show has over 5 million viewers right now. And I hope out of the 5 million viewers, some people are going to write in and say, hey, give these actors and producers and directors and music people and music people. They're just. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I think, that you know, right. This transition has been so quick uh, that it's been difficult to put into place the kind of protection, certainly for songwriters uh, to share in um, in the income streams. In the old days, right, once you sold a record, some of that money went to the songwriters and the publishers. Yeah, yeah right. Um, and all of that. But that 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 percentage is, is much cut back now, much smaller. So unless unless you've written a song for Adele or unless you've produced The Weeknd, right, that those are the figures that are making the money, right, the, the hundreds of millions of views. Right, right. And, and anything less than that is you're, it's almost negligible, the kind of income that's coming in. You're right. Well, Johnny Manthus has sold more albums than anyone in the recording business, more than Frank Sinatra. And Johnny Manthus, I know, I've met him three times and I was dying to say to him, Johnny, did you ever make any money on those albums? But I wouldn't dare. I don't know him right. that well. But through the grapevine, I have heard that Johnny Manthus should have been a zillionaire, but is not. He still works. So obviously his lifestyle and the that money. That was before streaming. Yeah. And yeah. it was just on the sale of albums because an album was two ninety five. Uh, John, Heavenly was two. I bought it. it was two ninety five, and Johnny got a little percentage of that. So they play his music on Spotify all the time. Chances are, all those wonderful songs that he created, and he doesn't get a penny. I, I, I do get a penny, but it's like every I, 12 I, I love Johnny Mantis I forgot. so much. I don't know what the breakdown is. Somebody told me. Let me say something terrible. about Johnny Mantis. I've met three times. I've been in his company for a while, and he's the sweetest, shyest, most lovely, down-to-earth human being I've ever met. He's a man of God. He's, he's a good guy and a talent beyond belief. He sings like nobody in the world, and his music is played constantly over and over, and he didn't get a penny. So all of you out there who love Johnny Mantis, write in. All right. Complain. Anyway, I want to switch. I want to switch the whole no, conversation I, I think it's now. a good conversation. But I want to switch now. Because we have an artist here who's being damaged by these bastards. I uh, mean, you if you were back in the old days selling albums, you'd make a lot of money today because an album would be 20 bucks. It's true. Yeah. How many albums did you sell in the 80s? Your top, your peak. Couple of million, right? Well, I mean, the, the cutting crew albums is probably around a, a million and a bit. But I think um, in, in the you know in the '90s, I I you know I was working as a solo artist, and I, I didn't have the same success, right? So um, there isn't anything co comparable for me in 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 recent history between sales and streams. 
Um, I'm not, I wasn't making money on my solo stuff in the physical world. <laughs> I'm not making it really very much uh, in the digital world. Yes. But, you know, the, I have a, have a new project, um, which uh, I think I sent you a little link to, which is something very different for me and which is something that I'm really excited about. And I'm, I've approached it in a slightly different way about how to uh, build the profile of it and, and make it um, sustainable and successful. Um, so, so that's you- awake. That's awake. So, so yes, know, awake is is Tony's one man show, live one man show based on the music he wrote, recorded, and produced mm-hmm. so through the lockdown money. to sold out audiences around the country. So, and I read something that said it all started with like one, um, one oh, guitar, guitar stuff, right? Yeah, it was. Uh... And let me turn the roof. Oh my God, that almost sounds like the riff at the beginning of the TV show MASH. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Awake and I have it set up that we can play the video so people have an idea. It's like a four or five minute video, but we'll play it. it out? No, because it's not a music video. It's a it's a Matthew show video. It's it's like an EPK uh, of yeah. a bit. But the, the thing That's is, the thing. I'm not allowed to play anybody's music that comes on our show. We get your permission. You say, yes, Ron and Jimmy, play my music. We do. They cut us off. What the hell is going on? Is it a communist country? Do we have any more freedoms of any kind? Uh, exactly. It's like yeah, it's, 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 Russia, like, it's, it's crazy. Um, so that let, briefly, the, the, the whole thing about Awake is that during the first lockdown, I created out of that riff and, and, a, and a song from it, a whole album, 17 songs, concept album. So if you think a little bit Pink Floyd, a little bit Genesis, a little bit War of the Worlds, a little bit of kind of early Elton John or Alice Cooper, very theatrical. And I realized that just to release the album would be um, not a good move until people knew about it, because I'm not a high profile artist and I don't have a big record label. So I created the show that goes with the album. And in May 2021, I started doing it every month in London. I've done 40 shows now, and the shows are immersive. There's video, there's, it's, an, it's surround sound, it's an hour and 45 minutes, and it's just me. And I'm playing everything. I play all the lead guitar, the acoustic guitars, the pianos. When are you, bringing, here? When are you bringing it to America? I am planning to come next year on. That's my plan. Okay, and if we come to your concert, we get comped. I never pay. Yes, of course you do. <laughs> you have to buy the album, but you get free tickets to come. I'll out. buy the album anyway. I'll buy the album, but I get comped. You so, know why I get comped? Of because course you get comped, Ron. reporters. We <laughs> cannot pay a ticket and then publicize you. That would be <laughs> no, that's not the way it works, is it? We come for free, and our payment is promoting you. B of wants course. you to go to Germany first. She said the music is No, I terrific. want him here. I want him here first. <laughs> go to New York. We'll be in New York next year. That's a hell okay. of an audience. That's a good audience. On so wait a second. Hang on. So so because I actually have so everybody can get an idea. Tell us a little bit about it. And then what I want you to do is uh is introduce the fact that you have this video and it's the live show EPK. And then we'll yeah. play it for everybody. One, our, our engineer will play it for everybody. And then you hang on and then we'll come back and talk about it. Perfect. Okay. So basically I I've done it. F- for, for two and a half years. Um, and what's been really wonderful for me is that every time I do the show, it's full, word of mouth, 80 to, it's not the biggest theater, 80 to 100 people, but every single time I do it. And then about three months ago, I took the, a, a chance at taking the show outside of London, away from my fan base. 
uh, on my friends, right? And two weeks ago, we sold out in a in a small theater about an hour for, an hour and a half from London. Um, last weekend, we had a massive show on the on the coast, and I've just booked a theater. I'm going to uh, announce it shortly in um, Guildford. Beautiful theater. 200 capacity theater. They love the show. They want to bring the show there. There's a little momentum happening with it. I've got some exciting news about what's going to happen in January, but my plan is to bring it to the States because it's it's a very unique thing. So I created an EPK that explains a little bit about how I created it, why I created it, and it has little clips um, of the performances so you get a, a little sense of the show. Tony, we, we have a very big uh, audience in England. We really do. So tell everybody in England where you're performing next so they'll come and see you. Okay, July the 1st, I will be performing at the Camden Club, which is in North London. And if anyone kind of Googles Tony Moore and Awake or goes to TonyMooreMusic.com, all of the links are there. The, the London show is free. You just have to sign up and, and come and be part of it. Um, and I'm just about to announce October the 22nd in Guildford at the Electric Theatre, which will be the one that I, you know, I'm really going to push. But if you're in London, come on July the 1st to the Camden Club. It's, it will be a very special event. All right. Take it away, Juan. This is the uh, Awake go. Live Show EPK, everybody. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. Awake is a show that blurs the boundaries between theatre, art, and music. been performing awake now in London for over two years uh, I've had a residency with the show and uh, it's just been an amazing journey uh, the comments that I get back from audiences after they've seen the show really touch my heart because somehow this personal journey of mine now seems to have a universal meaning to so many people remember me I'm the boy you used to be playing guitar Making music constantly Whilst my ma was sitting Knitting in the corner of the room Awake began as a guitar riff and uh, an idea for a concept album that I managed to write, record and finish producing in a space of just two months at the beginning of 2021. But as I was making the album, I knew this had to be a show. So I was already collating and um, editing video together that would go with each song. I had a real strong sense of how I wanted the show to, to feel and how I wanted it to affect people. Just the start. Cause if it
exciting things about Awake for me is the fact that I don't think anybody can predict what's going to come next in the show. And if I'd never seen the show, I would have no idea. It's truly uh, a, an experience rather than just a gig. Is it hopium we're buying? Just a fix of fantasy? But I want everyone to have a, a truly deep and profound experience. So at the end of it, we all together feel a little bit richer in spirit and in energy than we did at the beginning. I know you look at me and think that I am nuts, but don't you worry, baby, I am okie-dokie, righty I'm just crazy, crazy, crazy in the shade. most exciting thing about Awake is that this was an idea that I had when I was very, very young, about 13 years old. I wanted to do a show like this. And I spent my whole life not quite doing it. I've had the most incredible journey in my life and I've worked with some amazing people. But this is what everything's been leading to. This is what will make the 13-year-old Tony very proud. Yay! That's a very interesting video. I oh, look, he has, a, he has a different green screen now. Very, very yes. interesting. <laughs> uh, I have to say something, and I don't usually say things that aren't true. I, everything I say is true. You have a damn good voice. Thank you. You can Thank sing. You. you can sing. Now, question. Yeah. If you were 19 today, would you be a rapper? No. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Why? Why? Well, because, Ron Russell, I'm not the kind of guy that will just spit out some words and send them to the sky and let you all know that I'm the kind of person that's making music that isn't the worst than music you you've ever sing. heard in your life before. No, I can't do that. You can sing. That's why. Is that your real background? Now, is that a real no. background? <laughs> no. 
That's an awesome background, though. It's not bad, is it? I'm going to keep that background. Basically, uh, just at the end of that video, my camera and my computer went mad, and I was trying to fix it. Going, I've got like eight seconds left, five seconds, four, and it's like I got it. I got the picture back, but I didn't get the green screen back in the place, in the right place. That's funny. So there's well, a. Where are you from in London? Uh, I'm in Clapham Junction, which is southwest London. Because I'm familiar, I go to London quite a lot over the years. I've been there quite a lot. And I've learned now the different uh, accents, south, north, east, and west. I hear different accents. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm from Bristol originally uh, in I, the West Country. So, right. The, and the, the accent for Bristol is, is a bit like this, Ron. Uh, you know, the Ron, and, Ron Russell and Jimmy Starr show is Gert Brilliant, and you should all be tuning in every blinking night and have a listen to the buggers. Right. right. <laughs> buggers. I like that. Buggers. <laughs> Michelle, you know, you're a wonderful actress you have that we love it for, <laughs> Michelle Dougherty. Dougherty. You know Michelle Dougherty? Yeah. She's the lady from uh, Downton Abbey. She plays Abbey. Lady Mary in Downton Abbey. Ron wonderful, Lesser. wonderful actress. Fabulous I actress. I think that she has the best English act accent of all. But I, 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 I tend to agree with you, Ronald. Beautiful, I, I, beautiful I think girl. The, She's one of the fine actresses of our time. I love her to death. I'm dying to work with her. I'd love to get her on the show. I keep telling Jimmy, get Michelle on the show. She's a brilliant actress, you know. Everything we've seen her in, she's never the same person. She becomes the other character. She's, she's an actual real actress, because, you know, a lot, a lot of people <laughs> play wait, the same real, character No, but wait, but you're a real singer. You see, th there are real things today, but there are crap today. There's a lot of fakers out there, fake producers, fake actors, fake singers, fakers. They're not even trained. They, have, they know what the fuck they're doing. I liked in the video. Everybody's in the business today. Haven't you found everybody in London is singing? <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of them, it's true. <laughs> on, on, online, on the podcast. We have a, listen, Jimmy and I were the first show. We're on 14 years. 16. 16 years wow. before anybody was, really, we were the number one first show on and now they don't even have podcasts. Now There's there no must be a million people trying to a million do and a half trying to do our show. So wait, I want to go back in the video in the awake uh, EPK yes. thing. You, there's one ballad that you're playing and on the video. First of all, I loved all the graphics, even though we only got to see some. But all the stuff that flashed on the stage looked. I mean, on the on the and screen, I like the tempo of the piano. And but your you voice. did one ballady song, I like and that. it was pictures it, it, of like you with maybe your mom and some but other. The tempo, the tempo was very. Pounding, yet it was soft, but it was oh, wait, very effective. I want to I know like what the that. ballad was. What the song, song The song is called Remember Me. And that song, I have to be honest, is the hardest song I've ever written. And even today, at some points, is the hardest song to ever sing because it's sung from the point of view of the 13-year-old Tony. So the opening line tells you all, it's Remember Me, I'm the boy you used to be. Right. And, and this is about how when we're young and we have these dreams of what we're going to do, and we don't achieve them, we, as we get older, sometimes we might question why we didn't achieve them. Was it the was it bad timing? Was it the wrong place at the wrong time? Or was I just not good enough? And sometimes, you know, during the lockdown, when it looked like we were never going to do anything ever again because the whole world had gone crazy, although I've given you a little potted history of my blessed and wonderful life, the 13-year-old Tony wanted to be doing what I'm doing in this show Awake. And I never thought that I would get to do it. And so when I sing this song, it's really a song about the potential missed opportunities and not attaining your true potential. 
So I'm being so honest in this song that it's really hard to sing it because most of the time we can be a little bit honest but hold a little bit of, of the vulnerability of our real soul back. But when you it's let go of everything and say... Beautiful, it's a beautiful lyric. Thank the you. lyric is wonderful because it does apply to everybody. I'm a very newcomer to the movie business. Right. I've been in the movie business for 64 years. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a newcomer. That's what they say, Ron. Newcomer, Ron Russell, at 83 working. <laughs> Forget that I was working with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter at right. 19. But that's history. You know, that was years ago. Right. So my thing is what your song says. It may take forever, but if you really stick there, you'll get there. Absolutely. Don't you believe that? I believe I that. do. Persistence is everything, right? That's don't well, let them you get you down. You seem to have a very good time doing it as you're going along. I mean, uh, all but the I comments, like that lyric. all the comments of anybody who ever comments mm -hmm. or asks me questions about you is always, you know, number one that besides being a great musician, because that's kind of like a given, um, even though it shouldn't be, it's kind of a given is that your personality is very warm and endearing. Oh, yeah. You're super nice to everybody. You're nice to all the fans. I mean, that's why people love I you so much. I was happy when I heard you were coming on the show. Oh, thank he you. He's coming on this week and another pain in my ass. He said, no, it's Tony. <laughs> I said, Tony, I like him. I said, good. I'm looking, you know, some shows I look forward to, some I don't. <laughs> Sometimes we have people on that are a bit difficult. Like he's woke. You know, just woke in England, the woke. I, I think there's woke in many places in the world. <laughs> there's crazy things with a woman is not a woman. She's a them. <laughs> and your parents are called God knows why. They're crazy, these people. So I tell Jimmy, find out if they're woke. If they're woke. <laughs> my, I'm my, not woke. They're crazy. My, my thing, Ron, is, is that every single day I wake up, it's a blessing, right? I, I, yeah. I saw I saw this this little um this little clip of a video which was really interesting, and it was somebody saying to a couple of people, "If I gave you a million dollars right now, would you be happy?" And they went, "Yeah, of course." And then he said, "Okay, what if I gave you ten million, but you don't get to wake up tomorrow?" I see that on TikTok. That's on TikTok. I yes, saw that. Exactly. And, and <laughs> it's a really good thing, right? Because you suddenly go, "Hang on a minute." 10 million is worth nothing if I don't get to wake up in the morning. That's yeah. right. Well, so every day I wake up, I go, oh, my goodness, I've got another day to do the things that I love, to see where the adventure takes me, and to enjoy, and to enjoy the trip, right? Who, who are you on TikTok? Tell everybody, because I, 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 I think it's Tony TikTok. Moore Music. Okay. Um, you I'm bigger on Instagram. He puts a lot of videos up. I need to, the, I need to oh, build it on TikTok a bit more. I, 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 mean, I do, too. I, I just turned 83 years old. So every morning I wake up, it's a happy time. And I would like to add to that happy time, yeah, 10 million would be nice a lot. <laughs> no, you, you, don't get, you don't get both of them, I'm afraid, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> get one of them. You know what? Screw it. Exactly. I don't need it. He'll take the, he'll, he'll take the life. <laughs> I'll take the one million alive. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but you know, the adventure is that we've, we've just spent an hour or so talking on, on, a, on, a, on a, a, a virtual journey of topics that – None of us could have guessed we talk about at the beginning of the show. Yes, there was a bit of music, but then we the fun is just enjoying the moment and going with the flow and seeing where we go, right? Right. And that's and what that's how life is too. Yes, exactly. What well, you know, I know you where have, I want to go, but how to, I get there is a million ways. You know, right. years ago there was a thing called Est E S T, which yes. in French means now. Um you live in the moment. I believe in living in the moment. Sometimes I go back too much to back years. Uh, I very rarely go future, 
but I love to live in the moment and enjoy this the, the moment. Like right now, we're having a fun time. This is right. the moment. Absolutely. A lot of people don't know how to do that. They will watch this show and be unhappy because they're watching the show but thinking about what is bad in their life. And that you cannot do. You got to get rid of the negative, bring in the positive, and live in the moment. And yep. that's what I think you do. Yeah, absolutely. Every every moment of the day. Um, and I'm just loving the journey, right? And and I can't wait for you guys to see the show because even though I know I'm going to have to give you two free tickets, I know that at the end. Also, we we'll promote the shit out of it. I'm not finished with my deal. We <laughs> get VIP house seats. Okay, VIP house seats. Yeah. I'm not going to be up in up in the balcony. Oh, no, 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 I did. VIP the, house seats. Yes. <laughs> I get VIP right up front so we can photograph. Uh, I like love it. I think the whole thing sounds like it sounds like no, a terrific really, Let me show. tell you something, Tony. If I didn't <laughs> like your music, I wouldn't have offered. Trust Thank me. You. There's a lot of times we have people on that I, I don't want to say who, but I never <laughs> say that I want to go to your – even if they gave me 10 free tickets, I wouldn't go. Because, ugh. To sit there for four hours and listen to me. Claudia wants you to go do your rehearsals in Germany so she can see it before you come to the United States. No, B, B, bug off, B. He's going to New York first. I will be living in New York, we hope, next year. Okay, well, let's start in New York and let's create a wave across the States. And then uh, we'll we'll bounce back over to Germany. We'll be I'll be all over the place. <laughs> There's Absolutely. a huge huge auditorium on Long Island that seats a couple of thousand people. You should get your agent to book you there. No, you uh, want to go to like Chelsea Table and Stage or someplace in New York. Why well, Long Island is where all the people I know, but it, two thousand people is hard to fill. He starts small yeah. and then you build, so you can't there start. You with 2, Why people. are you thinking that way? Think two thousand. If you get a thousand, you're lucky. Huh? Don't <laughs> get five hundred. Always think bigger than. Listen, like we say. If you're shooting for the moon, grab a star. A you Jimmy know. Star or a Ron Russell Star? Yes. Right, Jimmy uh, Star. Like That's Ron. not even his name. His name is James Stewart. <laughs> don't tell people. <laughs> I'm not supposed to tell people. No. Who are you? <laughs> Cops? No, but I don't want witness for People can't find us if they don't know our real names. Oh, they could find you in a minute. <laughs> or look up Jimmy Star on Facebook, on the thing there. Tells it doesn't you, tell you where anything yeah, about me. Listen, you want to know my real name? Pull up Ron Russell, and it goes, a.k.a. Ron Serego. Serego is my real name. What are they going to stalk me? Well, I shoot them right in the fucking head. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you guys, yeah. first of all, follow Tony Moore on Instagram. He's at Tony Moore. Um, he's also got a website for Awake, I think, because I, I wrote it down. Awake, uh, www.awakemusic.info. Correct. Um, he's also got TonyMooreMusic.com. So you probably have Awake information on that also. Yeah. And then you can follow him on uh, TikTok. He, he and I are both trying to build our TikToks. So follow his TikTok is uh, at Tony Moore Music. Perfect. Thank I, you, Jimmy. I like Appreciate love it. it. Am I on TikTok? No, you're not on TikTok. <laughs> I don't know. He's not on TikTok. <laughs> I, I've only I, been I, on it for like about. I, I have no idea why people would go on TikTok to to be known for what they said. They put a picture up of their ass. And everybody, no, it's, it's all videos mostly. So they put a video up of their ass. Well, like, the biggest TikTok influencers are making $15, $20 million a year. Put so me on, put me on, put me on TikTok. <laughs> I want to put me on TikTok. We're not one of them, though. So, all right, Tony, so thank you so much. Tony, thank you, guys. Thank you for the visit. You're a Best true, you're a with true it. gem. And when we get to London, if you're in London, we're going to hang out. Absolutely. Nice pub. And Cindy says, okay. Send no, her stuff. Send her stuff and she'll help pub. promote it. There's a lovely little pub that you know it. It's called the King's King's 
King's Pub. It has sawdust on the floor. It, it, I think it's the <laughs> oldest gay bar club. Not that you're gay, but I go there. In London. Right. Queen's Head or the King's Head, somebody's head. But it's a wonderful uh, place to go to. I have a lot of friends there. And they're a lot of fun. Brilliant. All right. So, Tony, good luck with it. Take care, Thank Tony. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on. My uh, pleasure. Good luck, guys. I will see you very soon. Yes. See you in bye -bye. New York. Bye-bye, <laughs> Tony. All right, what you a guys. nice guy. So we're going to take a quick music break. We're going to play uh, one of Ron and I's favorite singers, who's a very dear friend of ours. Her name is Lily McLeod. The name of the song oh. is What About the Beautiful Children? And when we come back from that, we'll bring on our next guest, Alexis Moreira. Look, I have a wrinkle. Enjoy, everybody. Here's here's uh, Lily McLeod. Look at that wrinkle. Children can give us life and love. What about the children? Children, they should be able to live. Come on, y'all. Oh, oh, oh. 
friend of Ron and mine. I um, never get tired of hearing her sing that song. And I, Jimmy and I were discussing and she has a better voice than anybody that's popular out there. Uh, Lily McLeod is a grandmother, number one, and she looks fabulous. We met her when she She's was, what, 53? I met her many years ago. She's a darling person. She's kind, good-hearted. She's a Christian. She's a wonderful person who cares about people. She's very dear, very loving, very generous. I can't say enough about this woman except, Lily, where the hell are you? Yeah, we're going to bring her back on, We you want guys. you back on. Lily, I miss you. All right. Lily was in Europe for a couple of years, you know. She's the hit of Europe. She performed in Italy and Russia, all over the place, uh, the Ukraine. But, uh, we're going to bring in our next guest. Uh, we're going to bring her on. No, we're going to bring Lily on, but now we're going to bring her on. I know, I know, I know, but I just, everybody, please buy that song. I like love it. All right, everybody. That now song says so much. About now we're gonna bring on our next guest. Let's make sure we can hear. Her. Hey, Alexis, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Good, Fantastic. Good, good. All right, let Excited me do my introduction. Excited to meet you. Excited to, meet, to you. meet you too. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, singer songwriter Alexis Morero. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Jimmy. How are you guys doing today? So You're good. Doing great. This is my co-host, my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Ron Russell. Nice to meet you, Ron. Nice meeting you, honey. And we have some people in the chat room. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everyone. <laughs> now, where are where are you where are you calling? Where are you phoning in from? Where are you right now? I am based out of Cleveland, Ohio. Perfect. Where, where is she? Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, I thought you'd be in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not in Brooklyn? I don't know. <laughs> I was born and raised here. I love New York, <laughs> but wait, I travel wait, a lot. Wait, wait, wait. Your father was from Ohio. Uh, no, my my father's actually from Puerto Rico. Um, he met my mom here uh, when he moved here, and um, I was born and raised here in Cleveland. Do I have the wrong person I'm talking to? You've never met her before. Is she the mom? <laughs> Order? No, that's next week. Oh, I thought the girl next. I'm sorry. <laughs> Honey, apologies. So he doesn't research any guests. No, I never research because I want it fresh. 
Next week, we have the daughter of a big, big mafia guy. Who's not, who's not That's you. why I was asking if you're from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Mafia's daughter. Which That's hilarious. Way, I got a text message from Eileen Shapiro who says to make yes. sure I say hello. Eileen. Oh, hi, Eileen. We want to give a shout out to Paula Ann and your mom, Angela. So we'll nice. give a to everybody because it's a lot of fun. Okay, so, yes. so tell me about what do you do? I want to know who you are and what you do. I am a pop rock singer songwriter out of Cleveland, Ohio. I've been trying to be a singer for about the past six, seven years, posting covers, releasing original music, and uh, recently rebranded to a more rock pop sound. And uh, super excited to see what this year has in store for me. Oh, it's good. I can't fabulous. wait to hear your voice. Can you sing? Thank you. <laughs> I can sing a little if you want. <laughs> no, a lot of people can't sing, so they speak, they rap. <laughs> He hasn't heard they, anything. They talk. I'm going to go over there now and get myself a bologna sandwich. The only That's guess the that he knows who they are is if they've been on the show before. So, like, no, if they've been on the show right. before, he knows who no, they are. Like, the last guest we had on Tony Moore, he's been on five times. Yeah, I know him. So, we know him. But if my interview with you, if I was rehearsed, is corny and crappy. I believe in truth. I don't know what I'm going to ask you. I have not a clue. It just comes to me. I and love it's it's a spontaneity. So first of all, of though, the, of the interview. That so first worked. of all, you guys can follow Alexis on Instagram. Her I, Instagram. I'm never going to ask you when did you decide to be a singer because who gives a shit? I will. You're a, a singer, and so we wait wanna, a second. and we want to hear you, and we want to know if you have a boyfriend, a girlfriend, if any friend. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Hold on. Okay, so her Instagram, you guys, is official Alexis Marrero. Like she said, and she's from Puerto Rico, and her father and. Puerto Ricans are my favorite Hispanic people in the world. I grew up <laughs> with Puerto Ricans in New York. Those okay. fried bananas, baby, and the cha-cha and the mambo parties that went on for three days. Hang on. Mira, mira. And they taught me something terrible. No, <laughs> don't say the bad thing. They said, they, Mielda. <laughs> you know what Mielda is in Puerto Rico? No, do 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 do. Okay. Anyway, forget <laughs> it. All right. So first of all, you're a self-taught musician. What does that mean? It means like you you just picked up a guitar one day or a piano or something and taught yourself how to do it. Like you didn't take any kind of lessons. And how many instruments do you play? So I started playing music around 15. Uh, my mom bought me a ukulele and I taught myself how to play it. Uh, eventually, I went on to try to teach myself some guitar and I taught myself some basic chords. So I had just been self-taught uh, for a very long time until a couple months ago, I started taking voice lessons and now more recently guitar lessons to continue to learn more technical aspects and hone in on my training. I know I like love it. You know, do you remember that girl? I don't know her name, but the girl who went on to America's Got Talent with the ukulele and played the song and then she yes. like she's in movies and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. So Ukulele is fun. Uh, uh, we have a few friends in Ohio. And right. I've come to the conclusion that Ohio people are some of the nicest people you ever want to meet. No, seriously, I'm not saying that to make you feel good because I really don't care yeah. about that. But Ohio <laughs> people, Meg Ruddick. Everybody we meet from Ohio, they're like our, just our nice dear, people. Our dear friend is Meg Ruddick, and she's the angel of angels, and she's from Ohio. Okay, so a Midwestern thing for sure. No, the Ohio people for some reason are very gentle and very nice. They're not tough like maybe New York or LA or LA, they're crazy. Mm -hmm. New York, they're just tough. So hang on. So here's what we're gonna do. First, I want to talk a little bit about 
Um, so I met you guys, Alexis, when she released her her uh, her last single called "Wake Me Up," which we're gonna which we're gonna play for everybody in a minute. And uh, then we're gonna play the single. We're gonna bring her back, talk about some of the interviews that she did. She besides being on our show, she also did on air with Mario, which is a cool show. And she's got a brand new single that's coming out on. Oh shit! I wrote it down. I thought. Let's see. Uh, July third, called "Floating Away." And she's also got a big concert on June twenty fifth. So we're gonna cover all of that stuff after we hear what you sound like, so everybody can Where hear you. Where are you gonna be July third? No, that's a show. Oh, oh, see how I'm, I'm old. I'm eighty three years old. Forgive me. You gotta have a little patience with me. I thought you were singing, I thought you were singing somewhere July third. No, June twenty fifth. She's singing but somewhere. It, I'm speaking mm, two fingers in the eyes. I'll blind you. I swear I will. <laughs> no, I uh, thought you were singing somewhere July third, and I was going to say, I hope it's L.A. We can come oh. for the July fourth celebration. <laughs> but you know, my my husband here decided to cut it off. <laughs> That's okay. So tell us a little bit about the song, um, Wake Me Up. Tell us a little bit about it. And then after you tell us a little bit about it, I'm going to have you introduce the song. Our engineer is going to play the video for everybody so everybody can hear it and see it. Uh, and then we'll come back. You hang on, and then we'll come back and talk about it. But tell us a little bit about it. So Wake Me Up, it's probably one of my favorite songs I've ever written and recorded. But the story of Wake Me Up is about a really bad breakup. So if you've gone through a breakup recently or – kind of lost touch with a friend you really cared about. The song is definitely for you, but it takes you on the journey of trying to find yourself after a breakup. You know, after a breakup, you feel lost and you don't really know where to go and you still care about that person, but you're hurting. Okay, you yeah. open that door, dear. And when we come back, I intend to go there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you opened the door, I didn't do it. You I want to know who the son of a bitch was that, that did you dirty. Let's get what? that straight. Let's no, get that straight. You know, I didn't actually go through a breakup. I, I, um, I, you know, I lost touch with some friends, and I think that inspired the song for me. But you know, it wasn't I wasn't a lover. It wasn't a lover breakup. No, no, it wasn't a lover that inspired the song, which is really funny. But you know, I think a lot of times in life, you know, there's hard lessons you learn about. You know, like. Things aren't always yours to keep. And oh, how old are you? 21? I'm 23. You know a lot about life. I love you already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, but you know, the song really takes you on a story of dealing with that loss and eventually finding hope again and a new sense of self-worth. I love it. All right. So now what I want to do is just say who you are, the name of the song, and then say play it one and he'll play She's it. She's adorable. Us. I love her. Right, <laughs> hey guys, my name's Alexis Marrero, and you're listening to my single Wake Me Up. Take it away, Juan. <laughs>
Looking at you here, I see like a a, a Catholic school girl, and then on the video I see breastuses <laughs> that are giganticus, like Eileen Shapiroist, and, and a voice that really works. I really <laughs> like your song. You can sing, girl, and I'm happy to say that you're sexy as all hell with the leg hanging out and the cleavage and the voice. I said to Jimmy, "That's the same girl." Holy shit! Big voice. Good voice. I like the high notes you hit. They're clean and beautiful. Yes, you can sing, my dear. I think you have a future. Thank you so much. I really appreciate I think, that. I think you have a future. I really do. So one thing I find very cool about you, too, is that you do all kinds of things to give back. You have charity. You have a charity, which I actually wrote it down because I first of all, during the during the pandemic, you did a thing for fans, quarantine concert Fridays. Which, how cool is that for your fans to be able to keep track of all the things that you're doing? And then you have a charity event called Saving Our Holidays Extravaganza, where influencers, singers, dancers partner up to raise money for the Salvation Army uh, Christmas. I think a lot of this comes from her father, because Puerto Rican people have what they call corazón. Puerto Rican people are very good-natured, very loving. And when they're your friend, they, they get, ooh, they're very <laughs> Wait, what about I love that. She's got a mother who's amazing. Is your, mother, mom is your mom Puerto Rican also? She's Italian. I come from oh, a like Italian me. family. So Italian Puerto Rican, you don't get any better than that baby doll. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get any better than that. Everybody it's a in the uh, combo, but very passionate and very loving for sure. I mean, Italian Puerto Rican doesn't get any You guys, better. your family, uh, you, you and your sisters and your mom were just recently like in Malibu or someplace, right? 
Yeah, because like everybody in your family is just gorgeous. Like everybody's beautiful. You have like a beautiful family. Well, uh, Italian. Uh, I'm Puerto Rican. He's Italian, so he like takes it. Italians are beautiful people. Some of them, mm -hmm. some of them are ugly, but <laughs> not too many. I have an not uncle. I have an uncle that looked like Boris Karloff. You know who Boris Karloff was? He played Frankenstein in the oh. early movies. And my <laughs> uncle Caroline was a spitting image of Boris Karloff. He used to scare the shit out of me. When I went to Italy at night, I would think about, as a kid, and I would think about him coming to the hallways in that big house they lived in. Anyway, what am I Actually, what's, about? What's, oh. your, what's your actual website for everybody to go to? I didn't write it down. Is it Alexis, officialalexismorero.com? My website is www.alexis-morero.com. There we go. Okay, you guys. What so was your mother's maiden name? Miola. Miola. Mm -hmm. I like love it. You should use it. Yeah, my last name is technically hyphenated, but no, it just. I would, I, I would use. Oh, it's too much for a rock star, though. You can't have it too long a name. People can't remember. Well, <laughs> it's a nice name. Oh, wow. Somebody's walking up to our door, I think. <laughs> okay, so here's our one. show is just like I tell everybody you're our friend in our kitchen having coffee with us. You know, dogs. I love that. Yes. Yeah. There's no bullshit in this show. It's <laughs> totally. Totally. No, I can't stand those phony shows where they oh, yeah. us, like saying to you, oh, so you're from Ohio. That's so quaint. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to know what kind of musicians, what kind of musicians like influenced you growing up? Like, like, so you started doing this at 16, you're 23, so you have seven years into it. She could be my granddaughter. Um, you could be my granddaughter. In the meantime, okay. <laughs> so who did you listen to growing up? Who was like big for you? So my mom was a huge rock fan, huge Bon Jovi fan. So okay. I grew up on a lot of Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, really? Uh, I, yeah. Uh, my sister and I grew up on them. I listened to a lot of Maroon 5. Uh, I like that. Elvis Presley, Ed Sheeran was a huge inspiration for me growing up, especially my younger teenage years. Really resonated to him and his lyricism as well. I don't. I, I like Ed Sheeran, but... I don't know. See, he's, it seems like he hasn't been around that long for him to have been in your teen years, but I guess he has. My young teen years, like as a 13, 14 year old. As a 13, 14 year old. Bon Jovi, I, I love Bon Jovi. I actually you know, I saw met this. him. I met him. No way. My mom did too. I met Bon Jovi and I got a picture from him autographed for my daughter, Deirdre. And oh. I never knew I met him. She didn't know who he was. I actually, and then, wait a minute. One day I went in my daughter's bedroom. And on the door was the boy. And I said, oh, I know that boy, the blonde boy. My daughter said, Daddy, you know him? I said, yeah, that's what's the name's kid. <laughs> so, funny I, so I worked at a – I had no idea who he was. I, we live in California now, but when I lived in Florida, uh, all the recording artists I worked with worked out of a studio called Bon Jovi Studios. And it was Tony Bon Jovi, who's the cousin of, of Bon Jovi, who actually produced their first album and everything. And uh, wow. I'm very familiar with the whole – group of it all and and i just watched this video on tiktok and it said that the 10 celeb 10 musicians who are like not the nicest to their fans or whatever and fucking and i really i'm a big maroon 5 fan but they said adam levine is not that nice to his fans and i was kind of oh, disappointed bon, bon jovi um, was very nice i'm not talking about bon jovi oh. now i'm talking about somebody else oh. <laughs> what about like what about uh like solo artists because those are mostly like bands did you have mm -hmm. any solo well elvis was a solo artist. i didn't i'm not yeah. a big elvis i wasn't big with elvis never met him either yeah, for me, I feel like 
right now, my music influences have definitely changed as I've gotten older. Um, Miley Cyrus is a huge influence for me. Love Miley Cyrus. Plastic I, Hearts. I, I, oh. I like Miley Cyrus. We like so Ron. We watched Miley Cyrus hosted New Year's Eve on uh, about four or five years ago. So uh, and he he was like, oh, oh my God, she's so elegant, like an old classic movie she star. She was in the most beautiful evening gown with this long fur to the floor. Oh. She just looked absolutely like every woman should look. Learn from her. Learn <laughs> from beautiful and glamorous because you know what, honey? We need beauty and glamour in the world. All Definitely. women look like shit today. They look like I don't know what. They look like wood pickers with ripped everything and torn and no makeup and hair in a rubber band. <laughs> you know, my day, everybody dolled up. Wait, I like that. Though. Miley's Miley, day, too. Miley Cyrus, I like. So who are some of the current people who are out now? Actually, I got a better question for you. Let's flip it around because I always ask this question anyway. So you're getting ready to go on tour, and you can go on tour with any three with bands. Uh, no, but I'm just talking about because it, it goes with the conversation. So you can <laughs> go on tour. Does this at the end of you, the show. you can usually you can do you can go on tour with any three bands uh, that have ever lived living or dead, but let's do living and dead. Let's do living Ooh. and dead, maybe. Cause like, I want to know who you listen to now. Like if you were going to go on tour now, who's three, three bands or solo singers or stuff that you'd be like, Oh my God, I want to go on tour with these people. Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely Miley Cyrus, of course. Uh, yeah, really, I'd go uh, too. Uh, I would too. I, I want to be part of your entourage. So I can go yeah. hang out there. I, I, would <laughs> like to meet, I would like to meet Miley also. She's so cool, and I love the rasp in her voice. It's just, oh, it's so good. I'm also like a huge Greta Van Fleet uh, fan. Huge. Oh wow! Fan. He Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet. Never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're a newer, they're, oh, I shouldn't say new, but um, their first EP came out in 2017. They're uh, a modern rock band, and I love their music. They have a very Zeppelin-esque sound, which I love, and uh, I've been a huge fan of theirs for years, so I think they would be another one I would love to open up for. And then I feel like the third artist would probably be Youngblood. I don't know. If oh, I love Youngblood. I love him, and I love his message. I love what he stands for. And I he's love so cool to his fans. He's so. I follow him on Instagram and on uh, and on TikTok. I love and his TikTok. He's so cool to his fans, and he wears a lot of pink, and I love pink. And his music mm -hmm. is really good. He's a and British I, and, actor. I, and I think. I mean, British, British. And I think I live in a time capsule <laughs> because I have no idea who these people are. I'm going to throw some at you now. I'll get even. I'll get even. <laughs> Peggy Lee. Peggy Lee. Do you know who that is? I'm not sure that I do. Doris Day. I've heard Johnny the name. Johnny Mantis. I definitely feel like I've heard the name. Pat, Patty LaBelle. Definitely know Patty LaBelle. Yeah. No Patty. So no Patty LaBelle. Okay, Patty, you know. <laughs> So those are names. Johnny Mathis is his favorite singer, and Johnny favorite. Mathis has sold the most albums out of any person in history. In the world. Wow. Uh, and, and, and let me tell you something. If I were you, I would listen to a few songs of Peggy Lee's. Okay. Peggy Lee had an incredible way of making you want more. And when she sang, it was as if she sang only for you. How singers do that, I don't know how they had that talent. But I've worked shows, you know, I was on the Broadway, not off, off, off Broadway. And I've seen performers that grab an audience mm -hmm. and captivate them. And I've seen some that can't do shit. 
So if I were you, I would really sort of listen to Peggy Lee and try to follow and understand what it is about this woman that was so engrossing. Is that such a word as engrossing? Yes. Encapsulating. Encapsulating. Encapsulating and engrossing. Seriously. You know, you could learn a lot from the old bags because they, they were superstars. You know, these people were superstars. Absolutely. I feel I've been listening to a lot of like 70s and 80s rock lately. So I love 70s did and your, 80s. Did your father like Santana? I you don't know. know. You're, you're Puerto we actually, we actually, you're Puerto Rican and you don't know Santana. Shame, shame, shame. I know you. the name, but I don't know if he listens to Santana. So we actually named one of our daughters. Wait, that song. Tito Puente? Tell your father. if Did he, did he dance to Tito Puente? I'll have to ask you. <laughs> that is huge. Tito so Puente a, was Puerto Rican. I'm sure probably, he knows. Probably the biggest, biggest Latin American uh, star of stars. Big. I like love it. Uh, learn, learn your culture. I love. Learn so I, I go on Spotify and I listen to a lot of 70s mm-hmm. playlists and I listen mm-hmm. to Yacht Rock also. But we have a dog named Brandy and we even named it after the song Brandy, You're a Fine Girl, which I know you know the song because they play it all the time in the day. So we named one of our dogs after that. Well, she's called Brandy Girl. Uh, let me ask you a question. Do you like Justin Bieber at all? I do. I listened to him all growing up. My sister, we went to a lot of his concerts. He's awesome. <laughs> I love Justin Bieber. Like, I think Justin Bieber is like the awesome. So I'm trying to actually get him in a movie I'm working on. But I think that uh, he is freaking like awesome. And I like love him to death. Who do I like that's. What about Gwen Stefani? Oh, Gwen Stefani. Is she too old for your generation? Is she the one with the meat? No, I grew up on I like Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is so cool. She can sing opera and pop. I see. I know one at least, Lady. I know Miley and Lady Gaga, and you know Gwen Stefani probably. Gwen Stefani. Yeah, Gwen Stefani is still right? no, no. She's not fat. She's like she's she's who's, uh, who's a fat fat girl with the beautiful voice. Oh, Adele. She's not fat Adele. Anymore. Adele. Fat I Adele is. Who likes Adele? I like Adele. So she's awesome. So all right. So uh, we've got ten minutes. I want to make sure we cover your show. So June twenty yes. fifth, you have a show in Lakewood, Ohio, at a place called Mah- Mahal's, mm-hmm. and. So tell us, you got you're, you're you're the headliner, right? Yes, I'm headlining, and I haven't played in Cleveland in like five six years, so I'm getting super amped for this show. <laughs> I like wait, love it. So do I you have, have a band? Wait, I have to tell you something. If you're headlining and closing, you get more money than everybody else. You know that. Yes, <laughs> I just want to be sure. Headliners get paid more. And the rest. So wait a second though. Do you have a band then, or do you, like when you play, do you have a band you play with, or do you just go out on do it on your own? Yeah. So in the past, I'd done it on my own, and uh, when I was doing Boys of Summer tour, I had brought dancers. But uh, recently, since I've shifted more to a rock pop kind of sound, I brought in a band, and I have an amazing group of musicians around me who are so sweet and helpful and they've really pushed me as an artist and a singer as well to become better. So I love having the band around. Uh, it's, it's a very different, right? Than like, than like singing to a track or something. It's way different. Oh, live. So different. I love live. I did a lot of, board, you know, as we say, the boards, I worked the boards most, I'm in the business 64 years. Wow. Half of my life, half of my life was on the boards and I loved it. 350 people watching me, and I was controlling their moods and making them laugh. And it's a wonderful feeling if you're a control freak. Have you played with the band a bunch of times yet? Or is this going to be your first time playing a live show with the band? 
So I started playing with the band back in, I think we started rehearsing together in February and our first show is in March. So we've only played, I'd say like four or five shows together so far. So not many. To know each other. Yeah, but we, you know, we've always had a great chemistry on stage. Uh, The first show we played together, everyone was like, how long have you guys been playing together? You sound so gelled and so together. I'm like, like we've only known each other for a few weeks. <laughs> so, no, no, that makes it fun. so now no, do you play only your own? I, I think your personality opens those doors. Yeah, I think so too. Thank you. Make, yeah. you. make it easy for people to want to work with you and do their best. You know, if you're a bitch and cold hearted, you're, I, I know I've worked with some actresses that were, and actors that were real garbage and mm-hmm. you don't want to work with them. So therefore you feel held back. But if you work with somebody you love, you want to make them wonderful, too. Absolutely. And I think what you do is you make your band feel wonderful. Absolutely. I mean, they're they're a huge asset to my team, and they're a part of creating well, the magic. No, yeah. I like love it. So when you play, do you I mean, play? Without them, we're going to sing with you, rubber bands? Do you play only oh. originals? Do you play all, all your originals, or do you also do covers in originals? Or what, how do you actually set your show up? So I do a mix of covers and originals. Since I'm still building my catalog, especially since kind of implementing a new style, I definitely have been doing more covers and um, bringing in some originals. So I play a couple originals and then I'll do a mix of some modern pop songs as well as some classic rock. So what are some of the songs that you like to play as covers? I know your YouTube channel has like different ones on it, but what are some of the songs that you like to play as covers? So some of my favorite covers we've been doing out, um, my favorite is Highway Tune by Greta Van Fleet. Uh, (laughs) It's so much fun to play, especially with the band. Uh, We also do uh, a cover of Flowers and I love that one. The crowd always loves it because it's a song we can all sing together. And I think a big part of my uh, picking in terms of my set list is trying to find covers that either are going to be really fun for the band or more importantly, that the crowd is going to know and be engaged. Right. In. Who sings flowers? I don't know if I know flowers. Miley. Miley oh, that's a new Miley song. The kind of new one. Okay. Yeah. I used it on a TikTok video. Okay. No, that's a great yeah. song. It's a She's great, got a lot song. Of it's a great so song. Fun. So but what is some of the rock stuff? What is some of the like classic rock you would play? So we have been working on a cover of I Love Rock and Roll by Joe oh, Jack. So oh, I, I know Joan Jett. <laughs> <laughs> Love her. And um, we've done Sweet Child of Mine uh, by yeah, Guns, Guns and Roses. Roses. I know Guns and Roses too. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have some friends who are in Guns and Roses right, that we've, right, we've yeah. hung out with. Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And we, we have, also. We have, uh, and in Pink Floyd, we have uh, the guitarist from Pink Floyd's a very oh, the good saxophonist. Saxophonist, I'm sorry. Oh, and the drummer, cool. and the drummer Kenny from. Uh, Everybody. Kenny, he's with everybody. He's so, yeah, we, we know a lot of rock star people. Yeah, a lot and of it's people. so funny because so when I was in high school, Joan Jett was huge. And we actually went and saw Joan Jett opened up for the police. So it was Joan Jett and the police and Loverboy. Joan Jett, Loverboy, and the police. I remember the police. And, uh, so I have two daughters. And my daughters were young in, in the 80s. So I learned music, you know, from them. So I, but, Wait, hang on. But they've heard so much Johnny Manthus. That my daughter, one is 54, one is 47, 
and they love Johnny Mantis. So you see, music belongs to everybody. It's mm -hmm. ageless. There's no such thing as old-fashioned or out-of-style music. Totally agree. The advice I want to give to you is you're lovely. Don't let, you. don't let the evil bastards crush you. Oh, thank you there so much. There are many in our business, I will tell you. You're, you have a long road ahead to great mm -hmm. success. Do not let one of them ever make you feel less than who you are or less than what you can do. Just say to them what, what Jane Russell, the movie star, taught me the famous expression, screw everything. Every, that was a famous word. Screw them, screw this, screw that. She might not know who Jane Russell is. Well, Jane Russell was a very famous movie star. She played. She was like Marilyn Monroe. She played with Marilyn Monroe and Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Anyway. Oh, cool. Yeah. She taught me, screw this, screw that. I want to mm -hmm. teach it to you. If they get in your way, simply say, ah, screw you and keep going because that's how you get to the stairway to success. And I you're, love adorable. That. you're adorable. Thank and you, Ron. I wish you all the very best. So let's talk real quick. We got four minutes left. So and you can sing. On your show, June 25th, let's give a little props to some of the people. So you're playing with one, I think four other bands. Is that right? Yeah, we got uh, Janet Nightingale, Redacted, The Stereotypes, and Recess. And what so, kind of music are all, are they all rock, kind of like pop rock people also? So Recess does uh, a little bit of a style they like to call epic pop. So they're kind of like a nine, the 1975 Coldplay-esque kind of okay. music. Um, I haven't met the other artists. I think they kind of do probably a little bit of a mix of pop rock. And I know Janet uh, has a little bit of a Spanish style to her as well. I love her name, Janet Nightingale. I mean, she should be like a comic book superhero. <laughs> also sounds like a stripper. <laughs> From burlesque. That was years ago. Listen, Alexis, if we have 5 million people that are going to watch this show, what advice or what word have you got to give these 5 million people of good? Oh, wow. I love that. Well, I feel like my best advice that I can give to people is honestly kind of how you were saying, Ron. I mean, I think a lot of people, whether you're in our kind of industry or not, I think there's a lot of people that are going to tear you down. And I think we live in a very negative age where the internet and I think a lot of the media kind of brings people down. And I think it's important. Yeah. Yes. And it's important to remember to keep going, you know, try to dig deep, try to find what motivates you to keep going and try to block out the hate now. And, and if it doesn't let it fuel you, fuel you, sorry, <laughs> let it fuel you because, you know, there's people that have told me that I wouldn't make it, but, and I, and I haven't yet, but I oh, yes, you have. oh, yes, you have. You're on our show. Nobody <laughs> gets on our show if they're not somebody. No, really. <laughs> they don't have, we do not have nobody's well, on yeah, our we've, show. We've, we've got 1 billion, 100 million downloads of our show. Yeah. Wow. If I tell you Jimmy's computer <laughs> is filled with people saying, can I be on your show? You get about... Wow. Uh, Oh yeah, you got to see about how many five hundred requests a month. Five hundred. Five hundred. We only have eight spots. We only have eight spots eight a month. Eight spots, and he gets about five hundred <laughs> people. No, that want to be on this show. So well, my you guys are amazing. So my darling, you are somebody, or you would Thank not you. be on our show. Never That's do that true. negative. I'm gonna teach you. Get that negative crap out of your head. 
Oh, you, might not be, you haven't gotten to, to your highest level yet, but you're, you're, only, you're only 23 years old. And you're, I also you're go- wet behind the ears. When I Googled you, I found all kinds of things that said with, with attached to your name is that you're an advocate for positivity. And so, oh God, I, so and so is he. So you guys, you, you guys you, you are should, exactly you should, alike. You should read my Facebook page every day. Oh, I, I, should, I should. I read. I write about negative people and thoughts. I get vomit. If I hear somebody's negative, I leave a room. I can't even stand to listen to stupid talk. Democrat mm-hmm. hates Republican. Republican hates Democrat. Jesus Christ, we're all American. Let's get exactly. together. And let's all vote on somebody that's going to clean up this crappy country, the mess they've made of it, with the police and the riots and the killing and the Tesla cars exploding. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Wait, we're out of time, though. Hold on, everybody. So this is Alexis Moreira, you Alexis, guys. If you're in Cleveland, Ohio, check out her show June 25th. Her brand-new single, Floating Away, is on July 3rd. It's coming out. And check out – just Google her in YouTube, you guys. You can see all she got tons of view, videos and everything, and follow her. Uh, Instagram officious Alexis Morero and it's alexis-morero.com for her website. We want to thank you for coming on the show. I have a message for your mother and father. Please tell them, Ron Russell said, they did a damn good job with you. (laughs) Thank you, Ron. And thank you guys so much for having me. Also, shout out to Eileen and Paula. Thank you guys so much. You're amazing and I love you both. (laughs) Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you for Bye, everybody. everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. Survive. Can turn out to Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest newest and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell.